Switching over to the video. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I'm your host, Pylon, as always. And assuming you can hear us all, we have a smaller cast than normal with us this week. Uh, we've been losing members left and right to illnesses and pain, and I've been knocked out all week. But I'm feeling a little bit better now, so I'm armed here with my heating pad behind me, as well as uh, some sweet, sweet drugs. So we should be on for a good show. And since everything is actually working after rebooting it three times, we have everybody showing up right now. So, AKB, do you want to introduce yourself to anybody who may not know who you are? I am AKB. I do various bits and things for the UESP. One of those things happens to be going to the Daggerfall Covenant and not knowing how to do Cadwell Silver. Oh, you're on Cadwell Silver, eh? I've been on it for a while, but I cannot find anything to do in it. There's, like, no quest markers. Ah, uh, the good old days of Morrowind. I'm, I'm basically... not... I mean... I don't, I don't remember understand. there being a problem with quest markers in there. Are you in, you um... Don't, you don't look like you're near any civilization, and I would yeah. expect most quests to come from such people and places. Either way, I, at some point, definitely lost the quest to do this. I'm pretty sure I abandoned Cadwell Silver at one point, but then restarted it. Oh, I don't know what happens if you do that. Have so you I, done any of Cadwell Silver at all? I have. I did start it before, so, like, everything broke. I don't, under, I don't exactly understand why this system's still in the game after they did, uh... The you-can-go-anywhere update. Well, because even with the you-can-go-anywhere updates, I still um, a lower the, main, the main quest is still locked out too, can't, I believe. You can't do the main story quest. You can do all the quests within a zone, but I don't believe you can just go in and do the hmm. main story quests. No, I've been doing that for uh, the Dominion. I, that's a Cadwell Gold for Ebonheart Pact, and I've just been playing the Dominion main yeah. quest line. Uh, Barathron in the chat uh, says hit J, and then you can go to Cadwell's Almanac and find where everything you need to go is. Why is it on a separate tab? <laughs> oh there. my god. The world. Oh, hey. I yes. investigate the Necromancer Spawn Sentinel. I'm awesome. Yeah, so for any of our podcast <laughs> listeners, if you tune in live, you can actually watch AKB struggle through gameplay of ESO. Over and and struggle through maintaining conversation while playing said game. <laughs> it's the best part. Awesome. And Lost, you've been the prodigal Lost son for the past, what, three weeks now? Where have you been? What's been new? Well, some of those things were, like, there wasn't a show anyway. <laughs> it was a show because But it, it just sort of it just sort of turned out that way. Yeah, um, I'm. we're not even in the what we've done. Nope. We're just who we are. Yeah. 
Who I'm lost in Hyrule. I serve as a moderator over on the UESP Discord and do some editing there. And then I'm a regular guest on this podcast, though, again, not for the last three weeks because either vacation or topics I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, I wonder if that if you could still be considered regular at this point. This is our 25th episode, though. We're a quarter century long running in a podcast, so that's like 24 more than I thought we'd actually get done. So I am very impressed with us. Wow, Lost, your voice sounds so much better than it did before you went away. Why could that be? So did you go to speech therapy or something? Yeah, I went to speech therapy, and that helped fix my technical issues. So I had a microphone that AKB got for me, but it had difficulty, a.k.a. it just didn't connect to my computer at all, <laughs> hardly ever. And I finally got that replaced. I think I let it sit on my desk for two weeks before I went through the replacement process, but it just arrived today, and it sounds like it sounds great. I haven't heard it myself, but they say I sound good. Yeah, I think it sounds really good. There's a lot less background noise, and there's no little hums that I'll have to clean up afterwards. So really, the listeners of the podcast shouldn't notice anything. It's going to be me spending about an hour doing editing after the show that's really going to notice it. So thank you, Lost and AKB. I appreciate it. And if it helps one person, I'm happy with it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, why don't I pop over to our scholarly pursuits so we can dig into more of what we've been up to. Well, as we just heard behind the scenes, but you guys didn't hear, AKB coughed and said, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. So we're going to keep moving through the show so that we don't have to get banned from Twitch for a fatality occurring while we're uh, recording. So Is that actually a thing? I'm, I don't know, but I don't think we ever want to be the, like, the test case to find out if they will ban you because somebody died on your live stream. That's actually, I'm actually kind of curious now. Well, maybe you'll have to look that up. So next time I'm next time I'm dying, if I I'll uh we'll live stream it and if I die, let's see if we get banned. Yeah. So I'll get started with myself for our scholarly pursuits this week. because um, it's very quick because I threw out my back while playing with my children and decided, oh, it's fine, I'm gonna keep going to work. So I was at work on the Thursday and I stood up from my desk and started getting back spasms and ended up falling on the floor like curled up in the fetal position um so I haven't even been able to really like raise my phone even up high enough to look at my screen to like even play any games so I haven't done anything this week I've missed all of my like login rewards for ESO I haven't been able to like do anything so I'm super far behind so I have been (laughs) I haven't been on so, Discord. I've been just AWOL from everything because I've just been curled up trying to like fight through back spasms. So if you're comfortable, like describe uh, how going to the hospital for this went for you, though. It was pretty uneventful. Um, by the time I decided to go to the hospital because they were the spasms were getting severe enough was also the time that they kind of stopped really... Um, being like crazy severe uh, because I wasn't thinking of going to the hospital because I couldn't even stand up at the time. So once I was able to stand up, I 
went to the hospital, got checked out, told them exactly what was happening, and they gave me some drugs in the waiting room. Then I waited for about an hour and a bit. And then I saw a doctor who said, yep, this sucks. Here, I'll prescribe some muscle relaxants and things like that. And she prescribed uh, physi- physiotherapy and registered massage. And then I went back home. That was my trip to the hospital. It was very uneventful. Um, so now ask me, an American, how mine went. <laughs> you went to the hospital this week? I, obviously not. I'm an American. I don't want to. I don't want to be like twenty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, that's true. But we won't go into that sad realization right now, unless you actually did go to the um, hospital. But yeah, so basically, uh, no. yeah, basically, no, I did nothing in the Elder Scrolls. I tried to play Blades a couple of times, and it hurt, but so I didn't. I tried to log into ESO, but this is actually the first time I've been sitting at my computer for a while too. So I'm also amazed that the podcast is even functional because I've had no chance to like go in and do any editing or fixing anything up. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, other weird occurrence though this week, I've realized that now four weeks in a row, we have had a thunderstorm on Monday night before recording the podcast. So I don't know how I feel about that. Cursed. Yeah. So... Lost, how about yourself? What have you been up to in your travels and adventures across the past three weeks? So I've been all over the place, and so there hasn't been a ton of Elder Scrolls mixed in with that. Um, In the last week, I got to playing Blades more consistently, and I finished off all of the story quests. So that means taking down the final boss... And the recommended level for that is level 36, and I went in as level 31. I figured I'd just try it. Yeah. And then I started using up revival scrolls because I was dying. And then sunk cost fallacy set in, where I decided, you know what? I can't stop now. I've already spent too much. So I used over 20 revive scrolls, and I used 200 gems on top of that once I ran out of revive scrolls. And I used all my healing potions, but I did beat him. The issue is that right when he fell over dead, I died again from some other type of damage. So I had to revive one last time just to confirm that he was dead and actually win. And then my game crashed and I was enraged and extremely worried. I relaunched the game and it instantly put me back into that instance. But it started playing the opening cutscene again and I panicked at this point. It played all of the same dialogue, but the the lich did not appear in any of the camera. <laughs> like it was just panning, but there was yeah. nothing that it was following. And then, as soon as it un or, you know finished the cutscene, I paused and looked at my inventory and saw everything I had spent was gone. And so now I'm really scared. Oh, but no. then I unpause and then see he's just lying dead in front of me, and I've won. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good. My heart attack can subside. And now all the story is done. And now all I have left is level up and grind gear and stuff. So hopefully they'll come out with more story quests soon. I thought there was still one story quest that you didn't get until you after level 35. I thought you had to get to I level done... 35 to finish off the bandit um, storyline. Oh, so as soon as I finished the Lich one, I got another quest to deal with a bandit thing. But that one was a lot easier. Maybe it's level 30 then for that one. Yeah. Regardless, there are no other quests in my log yeah, or available in town right now. Too. 
Yeah, I've been popping in. I keep doing the um, whenever there's an arena job available, I'll do that whenever I can because it's like two seconds and it's done. So it's a nice way to get like a little clean, like get in there and get like your chest in there to unlock. But we're gonna have to talk about that in a little bit. But yes, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, AKB, other than you are in great great pain, please help you. What else have you been up to other than being sick? Gosh, it's. <laughs> that's been that's it. like four days for me now so not a lot else is really standing out uh i mean i re- i wrote a few things it's pretty fun i had an idea for a new series that you might see on our social media Ooh. called find the fake fact which is where since we have so many legitimate lore facts that sound fake, if you just put a giant list of them and include actually a real fake one, it's basically impossible to uh, find the actual fake facts. Like, uh, we did Bosmer for the first issue of this, and basically no one guessed that the fake fact was Bosmer have... Ch- children in litters, five at a time. A few people got it right. Most people thought that the fake fact was they don't care about the traditions of the past. Uh, I mean, it is so hard, though, some of these. like, yeah. I'm going to just spoil a puzzle for the future. Uh, the Dunmer are famously sexually promiscuous as a society. They also have a total cultural aversion to any form of nudity. So those two facts are going to be next to each other on a future one. And I don't think many people are going to be able to figure these out. Do, do, do. A little tidbit here, a little bit of a hint for next week, though. Remember it for the test, everyone. Yeah, we're going to have a test at the end of the show if you don't remember what the faked facts are. I don't know what's going to happen. Probably nothing bad. Um, I do want to remind everybody, if you are watching live, which you can always do on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, another time in Greenwich Mean Time that I can never remember because I'm really bad at time zones. Like Plus it's, four. It's plus four? Yeah. So that would be... But only right now, right? It's only right well, now because I'm currently because daylight savings. don't happen at the same time. So if it's 9 p.m. now, so 10, 11, 12, 1 at 100 hours GMT... Someone correct me? One. Yeah, it's 1 a.m. and GMT. 1 a.m. GMT. You can watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash UESP, where you can have a chance to win a hot-blooded guar like tonight. So if you're joining us live, type exclamation mark guar in the chat, and you will be entered for a chance to win a guar, which I see a number one of you, um, a number of you have already, so exciting i think we have two to give away tonight so uh baratron's trolling us in chat we're always on time baratron i don't know what you're talking about it's the world's too early we're wizards a wizard always speaking, arrives exactly when they should speaking of hot-blooded i'm going to pass out from this fever because you're hot-blooded you're oh what's the lyrics lost i trust i'm hot-blooded a thousand degrees. Yeah. A thousand. I think it's a thousand degrees. 
Anyways. I do not recognize this song. This is now... I'm going to look this up. (laughs) (laughs) While he's doing that. While he's doing that, so just if you want a chance to win, make sure you type exclamation mark guar in chat and have fun tonight listening to us live while we ramble on in our ill and painstaking state. So, Well, I'm hot-blooded. Check it and see. I got a fever of 103. Come on, baby. Do you do more than dance? I'm hot-blooded. I'm hot-blooded. I think that is the perfect segue to move to the news. Yeah, I was just telling everybody behind the scenes. Anybody who's watching us live gets to watch me like crouching in pain and rubbing my back of my neck while trying to do the podcast. But if you're just listening to the podcast, you're spared from all these terrible imagery, um, terrible images going on. So we've got a decent amount of news. Um, AKB, did you want to give an update on the calendar that UESP is making? Uh, submissions are going to end at some point. You posted a date somewhere, did you not? I did. It is August 16th is the date. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Indeed. Yeah, so if you want a chance to enter a screenshot from the games um, uh, to be considered for part of our 2020 calendar, not 2019, that's basically over, make sure you join our Discord at at discord.gg slash UESP and then go to the channel... UESP underscore 2020 underscore calendar underscore project and post the image in there sometime before August 16th. And then AKB and I believe a few others will be going over the submissions to see what makes the cut. So that's exciting if you want to. Yeah. I think that's all the UESP news we have for the week. Is there anything else been happening? The maps are in full swing and... Doing great, I think, so far. We haven't Stuff heard any... is happening. Yeah, we yes. haven't heard about too many complaints about that, so should be good. And in ESO, we have a few uh, tidbits of news. Uh, Lost, did you get a chance to go over that at all? What the first event we had? I did not, but leaked? I'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it so, live. Coming up, actually, at the end of this week is the Orsinium Celebration event. So as they've been doing a lot, they'll have an event just focused on giving bonuses to going into certain DLCs and doing the things there. So double crafting stuff, double rewards from the chests in Maelstrom Arena, which was added with that update. And so Baratron wrote down the note. She says that there's no indication yet what's going to be the event ticket giving uh, activity. So... Every event, as I'm sure almost everybody knows, but every event has added a new stage in the Indric unlock process. And so each event has unlocked a new berry, and you've got to do something to get event tickets with which to purchase berries and feathers. And it's this whole very grindy unlock process. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Yeah. As we dig into the events. So currently we don't know what that's going to be. But there will be event tickets coming out because it's one of their events, and that's what they always do. Yeah, because I think the we we only they actually haven't fully announced the Orsinium Celebration event. I don't think it was just the dates for it were in the Crown Store showcase. 
I think that's the only reason we actually know that it's coming because they haven't formally. Oh, I see. But we do know that there'll be kind of what they generally do in the previous years. It's you get double items from crafting nodes um, that you would normally get, uh, double rewards for chests in the Maelstrom Arena, uh, double reward boxes from world bosses and delve dailies. Um, But we don't know what kind of tickets we will be getting, as Lost was saying there. So we do know some, some things are happening. Um, some other ESO news to talk about. I have, we, oh. I have some. I know some ESO news. What's that, AKB? There's a hundred thousand dollars in the daily rewards right now. Gold, gold coins, gold coins. I know. I we said. are not giving out a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> anyway, if you make it here, you get a hundred thousand dollars, and that seems like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah, <laughs> it'll pay for all future DLCs. Gold, not crowds. Yes. <laughs> Clarify for everybody. It's a hundred thousand gold. Um, yeah, that's I actually, I said dollars. Either way, crowns, dollars, whatever would be great, but it's just gold. It's yeah, um, gold coins. I like when they give away um, for the daily rewards. I like when they're not that because I missed most of them this month. And if it was like, hey, the last like five ones of these crazy cool costumes and different pets or mounts you could get i'd be super bummed out right now and be like i was ill and i miss out on these because like i bet they've made them slightly less exciting because of the number of complaints they got from people whenever they would miss them so i think we're probably at like kind of what we're expecting to be like one really cool thing that you need to play like 20 days to get and then the rest of them are kind of just like oh that's cool it's helpful but it's not going to like change the game for anybody kind of like at the beginning when they were first testing out the daily rewards they were like i think they gave away like a million gold one month it was so much if you kept logging in so i can't believe i still didn't even log in for that like that would have been a great incentive and i still floundered yeah they're hard but they're not invested in it so um another one of the news items we have for eso is the dark shaman costume actually are we gonna slow down for a second we'll play the i need like a little bumper for this week and pylon mispronounces something shaman or shaman what do we say i say shaman shaman akb shaman are we good i am fine with both shaman and shaman okay shaman we're good um the ever popular dark shaman costume has come back um people really like it it's a one of the bare chested skins i think is one of the reasons why people like it so much it just shows off uh, lo- but not Dunmer. Of, not on Dunmer? Well, well, it's not we fully just learned bare. a lore fact. It's not Dunmer fully don't like... bare-chested. There is still like underwear. Nudity at all. But does nudity involve the midriff? I feel like that's not nudity. Depends, I suppose, on yeah. the culture. I guess so. The Dunmer have not shown any issue with midriffs. Okay. Okay. Lore fact. Dunmer <laughs> are okay with the midriff. Um, yeah, so that's in there. Uh, the Sacy uh, motif is available as of August 22nd till August 26th at a reduced price as well for ESO Plus members. So if you're really and looking forward to getting that motif, make sure you subscribe so it's even cheaper. That's the snake people from Akavir, because I know that if you haven't been involved in these discussions before, <laughs> you may not know what word that is just hearing it pronounced. 
if say I pronounced see, it right say either. Chi. Say chi. There, there's lots of people who yeah. pronounce it different ways. But yeah. the Basic, snake people from Akavir. Basically, there. You, you know how like people think snake people are secretly running snake the people. government in our world. Well, that was true for most of Tamriel's history. I feel like that also doesn't work like as a conspiracy when you have Argonians that exist. It's like, oh, there's snake people. It's like, yeah, we know. I'm buddies with one. He's hanging down this corner from me. The other events we have coming up. Um, oh, we have another note from... Let me see. I feel like Baratron is in here editing the notes on us as we go. Because I keep <laughs> seeing things change um, in the login notes. So I do know that Scalebreaker DLC is still scheduled for August 12th on PC and August 27th for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, Baratron closed it. <laughs> I think she actually yeah. was in there making changes. Um, oh, there's the monster... Uh, style pages are available right now. I don't think we've actually talked about them at all on the show before. We definitely have not. Yeah, so every... Is it month? Or is it a quarter? I think it's every uh... month a new monster style page is available. So basically one of the dungeons that you can run in Veteran to that you would normally get a uh, monster helmet and monster shoulders for that you would get from the killing the boss or from the Undaunted Chests, I'm sorry, I had a complete brain fart on that one, um, will be available. And then in the Crown Store, and I believe a chance to drop them, are style pages for that monster itself that kind of resemble or match what the set would be that you'd get from the shoulder and the helm. I think that's really cool because the shoulder and helms never match any other type of armor you have. So I've always ended up like using the outfitter to remove them. Um, so you can get, I believe, armor sets, if I remember this correctly, it's armor sets from the dungeon itself, or from the crown store, you can get the weapon styles, if that's what I remember correctly, but someone will probably correct me if I'm wrong in chat, so hopefully they catch up quick and tell me what's going on there. Um, so this month, it is the Mighty Chudan, is that how you pronounce it? Chudan? Chudan? I don't know. Uh, the mask style. Um, I'm going to go, I think it's Chudan. Chudden? Chudden sounds right. Um, it's from Ruzen, Ruins of Mazatun. So, how... You, you've seen the movie... Uh, you, you've seen uh, Chuds, right? That movie with, like, mutants in New York City. No idea what you're talking about. Okay, well... We'll, we'll have to talk about that later. Though. So, Shudan is apparently... Oh, that's who it is. Okay. I... They just told me that they shout out the name in the dungeon, and I've never put two and two together that when they're shouting that out, they're saying their name. So now I totally get why they yell those things. I never pay attention to what they say in the dungeons because I'm usually just floundering at trying to figure out what's going on. So, I mean, I same. Like, yeah. right here, I'm going like, why am I in Alien Ruins? I'm like, where am I? Because it's ESO. You're always in an Alien Ruin at some point or another. It's... Not like, it's, I'm at Betnik, which oh. not exactly the most famous location for aliens, I would say. Okay, I think that's all the ESO news that we have for this week. 
Uh, Lost, do you want to go over what some of the Legends news is while I turn off my heating pad, which is grossly overheating right now? Sure. So last week, did you guys talk about the monthly reward card? We no. no one. Okay. So I've just posted a link in the description, or no, in the chat. It's Twitch chat. So they brought out the new reward card for July. It's called Sentinel Reclaimer, a red guard, a three-cost intelligence creature, two power, three health. Has summon, put a steel dagger and steel sword into your hand. And relatively interesting card. I guess I won't talk about anything beyond that because we got to go we totally fast. talked about it last week. You did? We totally talked about it. Alara talked about it. I completely oh, remember okay. now. Well, then ignore that. And then one thing I'm almost positive you didn't talk about because it was dated after the podcast is that patch 2.12 came out and there's quite a few things in it. I also just posted the link to that in the, in the Twitch chat. And most of the things in there are just cool functionality upgrades, bug fixes, a few gameplay standardization things. One of the most noteworthy things is that they added new soul trap options. So if you choose all that is the normal soul trap functionality we've had forever. It leaves you yes. up to three copies of each card and only one for uniques. Now, if you select the non-premium option, that will soul trap all of your non-premium cards, except it will leave enough between your premium and non-premium of that version that you'll have a full play set. So, like, if so you how have two... is that different from what it would be now? So re- originally, if you had two um, Nord Firebrands and two premium Nord Firebrands and you soul trapped, nothing would change. Now, okay. if you were to select the non-premium option, it would leave you two premium and one non-premium Nord Firebrand. So that gotcha. is the option to choose if you want to have as if you only care about having just enough cards to play and you want the premiums. It'll get rid of all of your non-premiums, but make sure you can still fill out a deck if you have to. And then premium is just the opposite of that. It will soul trap all of your premium cards unless you don't have enough to make a play set and then it'll keep them. And the reason you would use that option is if you don't care about premiums at all and you just want more soul gems, that will maximize soul gems. Because a premium counts for the full amount of gems that it would cost to make it, correct? Yep. If you yeah. soul trap a premium card, you can get a non-premium of the same rarity. Yeah, so. I was personally never just a big fan of the soul trap system in ESL anyway, because it was a lot of cards to get one back. And from what I experienced. It, it I, depends on the type of card. Like for commons, you only get five back, but it costs 50 to make one. Right. But for almost every other card, if memory serves, I think it's four to one. Yeah, I think it's about a four to one. Which still a lot of cards you're trading in. That's almost almost a, a pack each. Yeah, yeah. It, it works out pretty evenly, though, when you consider how many free cards you get just from playing and leveling up. So it's more it's definitely more f- forgiving than other um, kind of collectible card games do. So I'm not sure. too worried about that one. 
Um, a few other things. They made chat functionality better. Like hitting enter just pulls up the chat window now instead of having to manually click on it. It's and when you I've choose, never use the chat in Legends because it's too many clicks to get into it. So I was like, ah, I'm done. No. Yep. <laughs> uh, they did a thing where if you click on a pop-up message someone sent you, it'll automatically put your cursor into the chat bar so you don't have to do another click to start typing to them. And then one that I know that Zevendal absolutely loved and I think all of us are fans of, they changed the name of Sench Grave Prowler to Senchrot Grave Prowler in accordance with the character it's based on from ESO, who is a Senchrot and not a Sench. Yes, so it's nice to see them going in and fixing the lore issues that may show up there. So I'm happy about that. And yeah, and then they just had some various other fixes and improvements to go along with that. And we also got a blades patch this week, which was awesome. Um, We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, So I don't think we had fully learned what that we didn't have the patch, but we had the town hall that told us what was going to be in the patch. Um, So as we talked about Atronox were added or Atronox, Atronox, whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, Special challenges added with a single slot, which can award gems. What was that? Like the special challenges? So challenges are like just small objectives you complete to get gold. Yeah. And you would typically have three at a time. You still have those, but now there's a separate slot where a fourth challenge goes that's got a higher rarity. All the others, I guess, are common. And then those challenges, normal challenges refresh once an hour. These ones refresh four hours after you complete them, and they award gems in addition to whatever else they give you. So I hate to interrupt you, Lost, but this is an important question for chat, and I want to see them weigh in on it. Is this the silliest helmet in ESO that this ghost has on? It looks like the rhino it, I was exactly going to say it looks like Rhino from Spider-Man, and I think that is no longer the silliest and now the best helmet in ESO. I'd agree with that. Yep, best helmet, ESO, called it. Um, okay, so yeah, that makes sense on what the challenges are. So they've added that extra one that you can mm-hmm. win gems at. So just making the free-to-play game a little bit easier. Um, kind of nice. The toggle for helmet is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you can now toggle out your helmet, which they said would be happening um, they've made it also very easy to determine weaknesses and strength, which we were talking about in the Discord number for a while, where people don't seem to be playing Blades the way that they kind of are pushing you to play, which is more of a Pokemon style of complex rock, paper, scissor. It's less a, less like a traditional RPG where you pick your weapon that you want to go through the game and you keep styling it that way. So mm-hmm. they've made it even easier to know by putting the icons in the game right underneath the health bar. It says what they're weak to, and it'll flash whenever they get hit by that type of damage. So it's pretty simple to know what's going on there. Um, they added more... They added lip syncing for voiced NPCs, but I haven't noticed it really. I, I mean, definitely have, you, have not. Have you seen any voiced stuff, though? Yes. Because you've finished most of the quest stuff already. No, but even when you go talk to... Um, like, in the arena now... Oh, okay. stuff over. I don't know if they've added it there or not, so I Got haven't it. seen too much of that. Um, they made changes to the arena battle jobs. Also, they say they improved AI, but I can still kill them in like 20 seconds, so it's not too much different there. Okay, I've had more problems. What? In the arena? Yeah, so like 
Connellan of the Reach, who's yeah. not that bad. He used to be rated as a one skull. Now he's regularly a three skull for me. And even though I still win without being too scared, I usually get down to like half health or less because he's regularly throwing up wall of fire and shoots fireballs occasionally. I don't think and I've ever taken damage in the arena. I might be bad. I don't know. Yeah, I, we need to have like a Skype call where we just share our screens and go over this. I want to figure out what's happening. Because I also, as a whole, haven't felt that combat in Blades has been overly difficult. Like I haven't struggled really with anything once you, as long as I've been playing with to strengths and weaknesses. That's right. really been the thing. As long as I follow those, I haven't really had too much of a problem. But maybe I just have a OP broken Argonian character. Maybe. Argonians Goblin wizards recently have been killing me too. Like they just spam lightning and ice and everything and then I just sort of waste away and die in their face. It's Are sad. you using the com like the shield, the absorb uh spell? I'm using the absorb spell and adrenaline dodge. And that's basically all I ever used. <laughs> Honestly, speaking about the Argonian overpowered thing, can I just talk about a very specific gripe with ESO and Blades and all that. Sure. Yes. They took away one of the best things about Argonians, which was they could go underwater indefinitely. So well, didn't they take that away in ESO, right? Skyrim as well? No, Skyrim. You, they still have underwater breathing. No, it's in it's in Morrowind. It's not indefinite. It's you have to use a spell that gives you water breathing. Was I don't remember. I so, yeah, yeah. It's you can cast water breathing on yourself, and I mean in ESO you can't submerge, right? Yes. Yes. So exactly. They gave you and increased swim speed. Was one but... of the first things I tried when I made this Argonian character. I wanted to see, like, oh, I wonder if there's any underwater content, and oh, then I realized no. you couldn't swim air water. Yeah, and because underwater content in an me. MMO is the worst thing you will ever deal with in video games. I think Guild Wars 2 is fine. Oh, it's no, it's not. It's terrible. Why do they have to give you. Okay, that's a whole other thing, but the underwater <laughs> content in Guild Wars 2 is terrible. Okay. And it's useless. It's, it doesn't add anything to the game. It's just a weird added complexity level. The exploration underwater is okay, but like having to change like different gear sets and things like that. Sure. And then having to fight anything on a three dimensional plane. When everything else in the game is two-dimensional plane, like it's so much better. Oh, it's you know what? Dimensional you know why I think about that. Like you have to fight things above you, below you, and I know, in that's front not of what you a plane is, you. though. A lost. You know what I think about that? It Depending seems to what? indicate that pylon is. Darn it! What was the line? Yeah, what? Star Trek Two, Two Wrath of Khan. Uh, they they go like, it seems he is thinking in like two dimensions or something i have to look that up i don't remember either way you would refer to that as a plane when you're talking about it in geometry no a plane is two dimensions in geometry right and then you have two dimensions this way and a third dimension you can still have multiple planes in a three-dimensional okay so if you've got only one dimension it's a line and yes. then two dimensions makes a plane, and then three dimensions makes a space. You can have 
No, a this plane... is geometry we probably should stop. But yeah, we got should stop. We'll we got to go into this. But I'm pretty sure a plane can exist in a 3D object because you'll have a multiple plane planes. Can but the plane is two dimensional. Well, oh, sorry, stop. Yeah, I'll anyways. stop. I promise I'll stop. <laughs> um, but I think I'm happy think that they did the not add is... underwater levels in ESO. That would have been funny. okay. Fair, fair. Terrible, in my point of view. So we'll talk about that later. Loss and I'll just argue about planes. I think the point lost is Pylon is intelligent, but not experienced. His pattern indicates two-dimensional thinking. <laughs> I looked up the quote. Okay. Um, the other oh, thing is that we didn't take any damage at all. What's that about? I don't know. I'm fine. He's a Nightblade. It's fine. Um, the one thing we didn't talk about last week <laughs> was the different types of high-level enemies that they've added. So they've added mm -hmm. new wits... Skeletons, whites, whites skeletons, spriggans, trolls, wisp mothers, and wisps. Um, they seem to just be adding affixes or, yeah, affixes to them. That's like a violent wisp mother, it's like from what I've been seeing. So I don't know exactly mm -hmm. what they're doing differently, but they just seem to be different resistances and different kind of damages to them. So that's kind of cool. Um, they also made a change to the way gear in combat works. Do, Lost, do you know exactly what they did by this? Yeah, so previously you couldn't be blocking or in the middle of an attack or yeah. anything in order to switch out what gear and stuff you have equipped while fighting. Now, as long as you're not in the middle of specifically an ability, which is a stamina skill, you can switch it out. So you don't have to like drop your shield, wait for the animation to finish, and then pause to swap your sword or something. That's good. Yeah, because that was kind of infuriating. So, Yep. Yeah, so there's a few other changes. You can make sure to check out the patch notes, which I think you posted lost. Yeah, the one I most want to point out is that Wanam, who <laughs> is the Argonian servant of the Bloodfall Queen, he will no longer call you a dry skin if you were playing as an Argonian. And that was a very needed change. That's I good. personally needed it. Did you play as an Argonian? You always play as an Argonian too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's funny because I do. I'm the same way. I've never, I've never done a first playthrough of an Elder Scrolls game not as an Argonian. Cool. It's always the first time, and then I'll add like a Bosmer that does archery afterwards, and then a Nord that kind of is a tanky kind of guy. But I'm pretty much the same way. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have to cover for the news today. If unless anything I missed in there, so why don't we go dive into our topic that we wanted to discuss tonight? Okay, so tonight we wanted to kind of dig into something that we we keep alluding to, and I kind of want to just have a little bit of a longer talk about it, that in the non-main series games, uh, Zenimax has introduced a lot of event systems. So in Blades, we have some events. In Legends, we used to have events. We don't really have too many anymore. And then mm -hmm. ESO has a full calendar of events uh, taking place in the game. And I kind of want to just go around the board and talk to everybody about what we kind of felt about these events. And we're missing two people who are going to be talking about it, so we'll make sure to bring up some one of their points are. But let's start talking about ESO. I think ESO is kind of the big, the big elephant in the room when it comes to events. Not and, a big fan. 
let's yeah. start off with that. AKB, what are you, what are your thoughts on the event systems in e, in ESO? It's ne- I've never been a big fan of them. Stuff gets locked behind them. It's vi- the time limitations annoy me. It's usually very grindy, whatever the event actually is. And a few of them really annoy me. Uh, like, this is my most minor gripe about, but a few of them annoy me because they kind of ignore previous lore or just bizarrely silly, which... Are you thinking, like, the hollow jack and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, from the witch's... Bro- That's yeah. literally what I was about to mention. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's silly for the sake it kind of breaks the lore, but it's also I don't I don't mind them so much for that. I think my biggest gripe with them, we'll talk about it in a second, but first I want to hear what Lost kind of what do you think about like the ESO event system? I know you're not as big into ESO, so you don't right. get too too into there, but like as you were mentioning with the daily rewards, like you're like even the daily rewards sometimes are hard for you to get into to actually just like remember to log in and go. So I think it would change if I were again, really active in ESO, I think that they'd probably be a little on the intensive side as far as like getting all of the stuff you want out of an event if you wanted all of the costumes and motifs and mementos, just all the special stuff. It would probably be a little intensive, but if ESO was my game, then I don't think I would mind terribly. But for ESO in general, I've sort of leaned back from my completionist tendencies guild wars is my mmo series where i actually go for extra stuff for eso i started working on achievements and then decided i don't really care so much i really care about the lore so i really want to go through and do quests and then i'd want to do dungeons and stuff just to experience them but i've decided that beyond doing some simple quests when it comes to events i'm not really going to be bothered about collections Therefore, to me, the events that have story-based things are cool, and I like getting to do some stuff for the Jester's Festival or for New Life, but bonus events like the Orsinium event that's about to happen, uh, Mid-Year Mayhem, because I've never been good at PvP, that sort of thing, I just don't care about at all. Unless it adds story, I'm not really going to pay much attention to it. Yeah, that's. I think that's completely fair. I'm kind of in a weird spot. So the events actually are probably one of the things that brought me back to ESO, which sure. I was interesting because I wasn't playing ESO at all, really. And then I think it was the first time ever that they kind of did events was with the Witch's Mother's Festival. The Witch's Brew, Witch's Mother's, Witch Mother's Festival. I can't remember the exact name of it, but the, the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great because it was like, go into these delves or these public dungeons, complete them to get some achievements and get some cool gear that you can get for some motifs and stuff like that. And I was playing with a couple of friends and, uh, my buddy Grizzly Nacho and I were just running through these over and over again. We're like, oh, wow, this is actually really fun. I actually really like the public dungeons in this game. This is cool. So we did all of them. We unlocked the things we wanted to, and it kind of brought me into the game. And I was like, actually, you know what? I haven't given ESO that much of a fair shake. Maybe I'll keep trying it more and more. And then that was what got me really into ESO again. It's kind of gone the other way, though, because when I was doing that, there was the Witch's Mother Festival. And then that was in October. And then in December, there was the New Life Festival. And that felt Mm -hmm. good. There was a break in between. There wasn't really too much going on. So during that break... I went and I started doing dungeons. We started running vet dungeons and doing hard modes and things like that, which we thought was a lot of fun. 
And then there was the New Life Festival, so we're like, oh, cool, we can use this to gear up a new player, a new um, new character that I haven't got in, get them geared up, get them leveled up, and things like that, because there was an experience bonus. And then that was good for a little while, but then they've invented the Indrik system, which is kind yeah. of where it killed it for me, because I liked it the idea of it the first time was run all of the events this year and you get a chance to win or you can earn these feathers that you could use to turn into an Indrik, which was cool, but holy crap, was it grindy? Like it was like, you couldn't miss a day because if you missed a day of doing things, you wouldn't get the Indrik. You had to maximize it. You had to like, think about it. And like in order to fully go through and do it, you had to commit probably about, once you got logged in, it ran the event and got the max number of chances to get the different gear and thing and get your Indrik feather. It was about an hour a day that you would really have to do a event. Indrik-related activity. An Indrik-related activity. You were spending mm-hmm. almost like an hour a day doing it. And myself, for the amount of time that I get to actually sit down and play video games, by the time I would finish running that, I'd be like, ah, I don't really feel like playing anything else in the game right now. I'm going to log off and go watch a show or vegetate or just like chill out because I just ran that and it kind of like, yep. it took that game loop from me from like logging in, going and doing an undaunted run or things like that to just doing whatever I needed to do to get the Indrik feather because I wanted to get this mount and not miss out on it because I didn't really know what was going to be happening. And then I would do that and it made me kind of like stop wanting to log in to do it because I was just burnt out. But, and maybe I I know a lot of people really liked them. I liked them at first, too. I think I the didn't first really, I don't really like cool. it, though. Like the mount like, itself, you mean? Yeah. I, I think it's 50 50. I don't think about it people that actually like the to be enough. like, like, has it been like a year of this Indrik stuff now? So it's been over the, a year. The nascent Indrik only became available in 2018. Yeah. And then they started releasing the berries to evolve it in 2019. So yeah. I got, like, I kept up just enough to get the nascent Indrik, like, under the wire of the last events in 2018. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, I got it. And I summoned it. And then I looked at it and thought, I don't want to ride this on any. Yeah. I've got, like, two characters that I actually play. None of the characters I have, even in the wings, does this suit because I typically go for a more subdued art style i yeah. guess when it comes to my characters i don't like being huge on fire it works people. on one of my argonians because it's got like a feather headdress so it kind of cool. works for that one so that's the only one but i also agree i'm like it's okay i think it's really cool looking it just doesn't suit my guys and so yeah. as soon as i got it now it's just sitting in my collection i haven't ridden it since and then i'm like you know what I don't need to get the evolved forms because you have to do tw- the exact same amount of work you took to get a nascent Indrik, the exact same amount to get an evolved form, and then you have to double that entire amount of work to get the next one and the next one and the next one. Like, it's a whole big thing. Yeah. So and it's... I One of the things I do want to mention is, well, I'm not exactly happy with how many mounts ESO has because it's basically impossible to... For completionists, uh, yeah, they have a large variety, and you're going to find one you like. So, like, oh hey, this one's cool. Like, I have a bunch of them, and 
like almost all of them are cool in some way that I wouldn't want to use something like the Indrik full time, even if I did want to do it. So I don't know why they want to keep pushing it. So there's there's a couple of reasons why I think they've done that. And I, I do respect the reasons why the Indrik event happened. It's more, I don't think there's actually a problem with the entire system itself. I think it's just some of the implementation. I would like to personally see tweaked in ESO when we talk about this. The first thing is, the purpose of it is there was a large number of complaints saying there's no way to get a cool mount in the game without spending any money. All of the mounts that you could get in the game came from either Crown Crates or the Crown Store, or you could get the four, I think it was four horses that existed in the game that you could buy with gold. So the way to do that, they don't want to just release a bunch of free mounts into the game because mounts cause develop, cost development work and artwork and things like that. So it makes so, sense to add them into a new way. So they wanted to add I a will, system for people to earn them without having to pay money to get them. So it does automatically show you the available ones. You have the Bay Dunn horse, yep. the Brown horse, the Midnight Steed, uh, the Sorrel horse. These are all the ones you can get. Uh, you also have the Indrix, which are, of course, showing up because of the events now. And you also have... Uh, the Senshlion Ice Blaze. If you do, and, if you get the some Spire Dragon Break, and that's brand new though. That's brand new with elsewhere. That hasn't. That's other than the Indric. That's the only mount you've been. But able that to shows earn through an achievement in game that they're thinking about it. Definitely, yeah, they're thinking about ways to make that more readily available. The other thing is, I think what we saw was the events in ESO were doing very well for player retention. So. I'm probably a prime example of that where I came back to playing because the events and they were really fun to do. People talked about them. People really liked them. So the best way to increase player retention is to keep doing something that people like. So I think that is what they planned to do with it. And it was successful. I think it's just kind of over, been overdone at this point. I think we probably need to take a step back and say, cool, we're going to slow down. Like, Honestly, if they cut the number of tickets you they that you needed in half, I would say, for what you needed to do to evolve the things, and still gave out the same number of tickets, there'd be a lot less burnout on the event system that they currently have. I think a lot of people right, from what I'm talking about is like there's people that are burnt out from it saying like, yeah, I just don't want to have to run those events anymore because there's so much work to get done. Like there's so much time involvement and things like that. It's where some people, if you're a core player and you're playing the game four hours a day, like totally, it's not really going to be a big deal for you. But for like the more casual players, it's going to be a lot more of a struggle getting into them. Um, but also with the Indrik event, which is another interesting thing, is I kind of don't love the DLC celebrations tied in with the Indrik event as well. I think if it had just been Witches Festival and the New Life Festival and the Jester Festival and those ones that were part of this and they cut down and make the numbers appropriate, that also mm. would have made it feel less grindy than it really does right now. But when you have it also part of like, oh, the celebration of the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild and the Orsinium and all of these and Somerset and Morrowind there's it feels like you're constantly being pushed to do those events so that you don't miss out and don't lose out on the Indrik berries that you can get 
But then at the same time, you're like, oh, but it's it's so much work. It becomes like over, like too daunting to accomplish. And then you just kind of back off and don't want to actually do anything. It's also like, again, this is part of my minor grape from before. A very meta thing, because you're getting literally event tickets. Like, I, I, I have only done them a few times, but I swear they're literally called event tickets. They're in called event tickets. And you're trading them in with a completely artificial system built in just around this. It's kind of takes you out of the world. Yeah, so, a little bit. But. If they were tied directly to actual holiday events in Tamriel, then that would be a little more understandable. Yeah. Like, there's some festival person who is coordinating festivals throughout the year. And you think of it but, like a carnival. That, yeah, like, like carnival. carnival tickets. But if you're getting tickets because you murdered someone in the Gold Coast, yeah. like, that is not tied to anything yeah. in the universe at all. So that one's a little causes that problem more for yeah, those that fun. care about it matching. Yeah. I think one of the thing besides Indrix, that is obviously one of the big part of events, but I think events are actually a little lackluster in ESO. Now that I'm thinking about it, even the ones that do add story stuff that I'm interested in because it's very little. And again, I would compare it to Guild Wars 2, where there's like really substantial holiday-based stuff. Yeah. For Witches Festival, there's like one quest, which I don't I don't remember it clearly, but basically you go somewhere once and that's it. And then all of the content was just do delves. So when I did the first um, Witches Festival I actually participated in, I just found a place where there was a lot of people hanging out. And we chatted, and it was fun, but we just kept killing this Dwemer Centurion every time it spawned until I got enough Plunder Skulls. Yeah. And that was that was the extent of the event. There's not really much else that changed in the world. There was a, a tiny bit of story added, but mostly it was just bonuses for doing normal gameplay things. And Yep. Again, if for someone that cares about the story side of stuff more, that's just not as fun. Yeah, I agree. I would love to have them kind of dig in a little bit more and have like just a full quest chain. That it doesn't yeah. have to be super in depth. It doesn't. It can be a little like cheeky and fun and not super lore. Um, the new the Jester Festival does a little bit of a better job of that. Where it when does. you're going through, it's like saying like, "Oh ho, I'm going to do this," and like there's a reason why you're doing all the quests with them. And I think that's a very the Jester Festival, actually, I would say is probably the prime example of how I would love to see the events exist in all that of one, ESO. That one and New Life are both cool in that they each add quests that are relevant yeah. to what's going on. And so that's fun, and I enjoy that. But even then, like those are the best example, I think, in ESO. But even then, it's like a few NPCs in a very localized area, and that's it. Yeah, I could see them changing that up a little bit. I also I don't I don't want them to make them too big either though. Which kind of right. gets back to my other point of like when I'm like if I have to spend an hour doing this thing to like complete True. it for a day, I like it's too grindy at that point. Like if I had to go over like imagine like the Sigic quest line that was like the event you had to go through and it's just like you go to every single part of Tamriel and you collect these things and go back and I just like end up going insane because I can't handle doing the Sigic quest line anymore. Um, it, I think that'd be a little bit harder to do, but yeah, I like, I, I, I would love it if I think the, I think the DLC celebration events 
would work great if they were a crown store event, but not really an in-game event. Like, sure, do the extra drops and stuff like that when you go to those zones and put mm-hmm. some sales on in the crown store and stuff like that. But earning event tickets from it just doesn't feel right. And it feels kind of grindy and you don't really... I, I don't feel compelled to do a billion heists to get event t- tickets. It makes me just be like, oh, I'm not going to get any event tickets. Mm. Whereas if it was just New Life, Jester Festival, Midlife Mayhem, Witches... I'm trying to think of the other ones that are like the regular events. Um, I know I'm missing one. Oh, the Undaunted Celebrations. Like the Undaunted Week or whatever it is. I can't remember the name of it. Does that actually have... I guess lore in it too. I never noticed. Or is it just you get bonuses for the week? I think it's you just get bonuses. Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head if they have anything. But yeah, it gets it, otherwise it gets too grindy for me in ESO. Mm-hmm. I think and I think that's probably most people's kind of complaints about the ESO event system. But other than that, I would like them to continue doing the way like that the new life and new life which is those ones work. Just maybe add a little bit more to it each year. Yes. Like switch up some of the rewards and add like a new story component where you're like, oh, I have to go save this person who is captured by a witch or something like that. Like something cheesy and cheeky and Halloween related zombies. Make it fun. You can have the hollow jack and do all those things. But yeah, the same thing over and over and over again gets a little bit too repetitive. Without making a huge aside, are there mini games in ESO? Kinda. Like what? Like there's fishing, but eh. I'm trying to think of like what you mean. Like, I don't think really. Okay. Huh. I'm trying to think. Mm. Like in Guild Wars Two and WoW, there's definitely like mini games that you can do. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what. Baratron would say no. That's yeah. what I'm thinking too. I don't think there like, really is. Like the fishing is the closest I would say to like a mini game. Yeah. It's like, right. What do you think of a mini game? I mean, something that's completely distinct from the normal way of playing the game. So, like Guild Wars Two for Winter's Day has like this huge Winterland jumping puzzle. It's got yeah. a snowball arena. You've got a bell choir like rhythm mini game. Lots like of stuff for like that. me, I would say like all the decorate house decoration stuff. That's kind of a mini game. Yeah, but it doesn't complete anything, that's, I would say. Yeah, that's not a... Yeah. But I, 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 I know what you game, mean. It's a, it a it, it's a system. But like they could use yeah. like the decorating system to make a mini-game where it's like you have to put these like six decorations in this house in the right order. Like something like Dude, that. Dude, ESO prop hunt. They need to do it. Oh, that'd be so good. A chaos... A, obviously, Shiagorath-inspired prop hunt in somebody's it. houses. Okay, yeah. anyway. There's so many asides for that one that we can dig into. Now we I got a topic for another episode of what mechanics do we want to see added into ESO mini I honestly yeah. thought it would have helped ESL if it had been in if they had done the Gwent thing and put it in ESO or Skyrim. I thought that too, but I guess it's hard to do though because Legends has spanned events past the Elder Scrolls online and up to Skyrim? I don't think it goes past Skyrim at all. No. Yeah, but the, just the card game. Like the card you know. game itself with like without a bunch of the expansions and extra characters and things like that. It'd be hard, but they could kind of do it. I don't know if... We'd have would... to say that the library of Gandrainen also really liked collectible card games. 
And so it summoned those from the future in addition. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's an in-lore card game. Yeah. Like Gwent is supposed to. What Gwent? I would love is an what? add-on. Gwent made no sense in universe. Like, oh, yeah, the cards no, Gwent are made people no sense who are in, in your life. Okay. But they did it from the beginning in yeah. universe. It fit into the game, but it was weird when you had characters that it's like, oh, yeah, this is your buddy. You oh, here's your own card. Because yeah. you had your own card. You didn't get it for unless you did a lot of stuff, but there was a Geralt card. Geralt's the best, so that's why. Um, but speaking of Legends, too, so Legends used to have events, and I have, yes. I don't, do they still, they don't have any in the new, the I don't think there have been any client. events since Sparky, Sparky Pants took over. No, I don't um, think so either. They've talked about how it's planned, it just hasn't materialized yet. yet. Yeah, which, but I liked the old when system the Chaos was good. Arena, yeah, I liked it a lot. The Chaos Arenas, I ran whenever they were available, because I thought they were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see them bring them back, but we don't really have too, too much to talk about when... With when is Legends, just it, yeah. because they're not doing it right now. So we don't know what it will look like when they bring it back. Um, but then the other, I guess the other one is Blades is kind of the newest kid on the block in terms of this. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of in like unofficially started adding events into the game. They don't have a distinct system like ESO has where it's complete all these things to do all these different things. They just kind of have been ever since E3 just adding these like, oh, by the way, here's this week's kind of thing that's going on. So... What do you guys kind of feel about that one? I Blades is kind of winning me over. I Aww. still don't... I'm not a big fan of the grind still, obviously. I've right. expressed that many times. But I don't mind, like, the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I still think, like, as we were just saying, Blades is a game that needed mini games. Like, there should have been, like, a mining mini game, a farming mini game. Yeah, uh, all that. I'm a hero. I don't want to farm, but no. Anyway, but I want to. But you also are kind of like running a town. Exactly. Yeah, right. That should so, have been in there. I don't want it to be like a. I have to like actively do things. I want to be able to like go and say like, oh, tell the miners to start looking for iron. Yes, and, then, and ting, ting, sure. you come back once a day, and it gives you a little bit of iron because you said to do that. And then basically, yeah. I'm happy that. Because I thought they were literally just dropping the game. Like, they were releasing it, and that was it. But it does seem like, in, right now, they consider it to be, like, really early access. Yeah. And I hope that it will actually be kind of a nice game at some point down the line. I think it's, it's pretty nice now, but, <laughs> the, but, but the fact that they still don't consider it released actually excites me. The fact that they still have other features that they fundamentally think belong in the game before they're going to consider it a released product. Yeah. I mean, the concept of release is very amorphous then like everybody can play it whenever they want, but it's not released. That's just a weird thing of the industry in general. But yeah, the fact that they still have other features planned before they're ready to put, well, no, they did put a version number on it. That's past one. It's 1.2 regardless. They'll consider it released later, which means there's still more to come. Yeah, I think I the think... event system's all right so far. Um, the only two I can think of were that there was like bonus rewards for doing abyss runs a couple weeks back. Yep. And then the one that they just finished was uh, Leah Jean's potions, yeah. potions weekend. 
So potions crafted instantly when you went to the alchemist and more alchemy ingredients came in just from opening chests. I think poisons were 10% more effective, something like that. Just this relatively small in scope, but flavorful update. It didn't like change the way I played fundamentally, but I did brew a couple potions because I knew I could get them right away before I went and did a mission and I did help stockpile some ingredients I was low on just incidentally by playing normally. And that was cool. I, I was grateful for it. Yeah. The nice thing, too, with Blades, like, in comparison to, like, Skyrim, is since it's an online game, they know exactly what people are doing and things that are happening in the game. So if they notice that people aren't using potions, really, they can have these kind of events. They're like, hey, go check out the potion dealer. Now, after that event, because I had played basically the entire game and not used a potion, really, other than the ones I found. Like, I didn't really use potions when I, when I beat the main quest. And then after that event, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, these are actually really useful. I should yep. use these more. This would make the game very different from what I had been doing before and probably make a lot of things easier. So I like that they've added them that way as kind of these like cool little extras in the game. But they don't, yeah, as you said, they don't really fundamentally change the game the way like an ESO event works, where it's like you have to choose to do something differently that you would be doing otherwise. Yeah. So. Yep. Awesome. A, th- a thing, this isn't for Blades events particularly, but. I think a lot of the numbers in Blades are hard to like visualize what they actually mean. Like I see the resistance to elemental damage potions and it's, you know, plus 20 or resistance for 10 seconds. Yeah. That sounds really bad, so but why do I want do? this? Yeah, exactly. But in the right circumstance it's actually extremely useful, but the numbers don't yell at me, "Hey, this is great." They yell at me, hey, you should vendor this. Yeah, because you don't. I don't really know what a number of a resistance, because you don't know what the characters have, if they have 30 resistance or 10 resistance or whatever of a right. different type. So it's kind of difficult from... Oh, a thing that we didn't talk I... about from Blades News. You might have mentioned it last week, but they added a training mode. Yes. Where... You can go talk to Henrik, the sword master or the blade master, and you can practice with him. And he's got apparently tutorials on how to do combos, yeah, how to do critical hits and blocking and stuff. And you don't take any damage. You don't take any armor degradation. So you can just go in and get really used to, I guess, what rotations would be. Just how to play the game effectively. Um, how does that work if you've played the game? It doesn't. Okay, that's what I was work. curious about. So... Yeah. yeah, it's too bad, though. They should address that. Bethesda, if you're listening, please address that. I'm, ghost I'm further along back. in the game. <laughs> awesome. That's all I got. Well, I think that's probably a good place to end it for the night so that I can go collapse into a puddle of back pain and yeah. be very happy with that. So if you are still in chat and you want a chance to win a guar, make sure you type exclamation mark guar into the chat. And after the show finishes, we'll be doing that giveaway so make sure you get your entrance in now um but is there any final thoughts you guys want to leave us with before we sign off for tonight i am lost Uh, in hyrule and i'm in good health indeed i am akb and i hope to be in good health soon (laughs) awesome and as always i'm pylon and 
I would just like to tell you, if you haven't had a chance to follow us in the different social media realms of the world, make sure on Twitter you type in a search for at UESP underscore net. On Facebook, you can just search for UESP.net. I've tried to find the actual link to the page, and I can't do it because Facebook's terrible and weird. Um, but I think probably the most of the time, if you're not going to the website itself, try to find us on Discord, discord.gg slash UESP. So on behalf awesome. of my soul, what were you going to say there, AKB? What was I going to say? Oh. Oh, I also, make sure you tune in next week when Pylon and AKB will be perfectly healthy. Yes. But Lost in Hyrule will have caught a cold and injured his back. I don't hope wish you that don't catch a cold. No, I don't want that at all. It's terribly mean. No. Lost will be forever healthy. I'm calling it now. No, that's next week. Oh, okay. It's coming. <laughs> Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in, and thanks all our new subscribers as well. I saw Mr. Ninja Pineapple, which, great name, by the way, uh, Skyrim Fantasy, and, hey, myself, as long as well as Elsevier. I'm saying Ver, because I think it's supposed to be a W, but they put two Vs in there, so I'm really happy that they did that. So Also, Worgen1. Oh, and Worgen1? Uh, oh! <gasps> He's in the bottom of my list of people who subscribed. Thank you for subscribing as well, Worgen01. I appreciate it quite a bit. So yeah, if you want a chance to watch us uh, live, you can always watch us on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 1 a.m. GMT if you are still awake and that is your time zone. And on behalf of myself, AKB and Lost, I want to hope everybody has some fantastic adventures in Nern and everybody out there takes care of themselves. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.